Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 307. Every once in a while, I like to flip the format here and let you ask me the questions. This episode is another Gold Digger coaching session, and I'm literally giddy to talk about something we haven't spent a lot of time exploring on this show. Instagram stories, videos, live streams, and so much more. We posted in the Gold Digger Insiders Facebook group. If you're not a part of that yet, you should probably join us. And we were looking for a student who wanted to workshop some ideas and strategies for Instagram stories and videos and more. Jamie Fenwick jumped at the chance. She's a student of mine already inside of the Instagram lab, the Pinterest lab, and the List Launch lab. But today I'm taking on her questions and a few of yours all about Instagram stories and video. So if you've been wondering about IGTV and why I haven't really leaned into that platform yet, or you're curious about creating Instagram stories that get people tapping the link in your bio and my elements for a strong live video, then this is an episode for you. I'm so excited to work with Jamie on another coaching session on one of my favorite topics. Let's dive in. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru, Jenna Kutcher, will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Thanks to Grammarly for supporting the Gold Digger podcast. Grammarly is a communication tool that helps people improve their writing to be mistake-free, clear, and effective. Start writing confidently by going to Grammarly.com slash Gold Digger to get 20% off a Grammarly premium account today. Thanks to FabFitFun for supporting Gold Digger. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. It retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. Use the coupon code GOLDDIGGER for $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com. 
All right, Jamie, I am so excited to have you on the show today. And we are just going to do a fun coaching episode together. But before we dive into those questions, tell everyone a little bit about you, what you do, who you serve and the journey of your business. Well, thank you so much, Jenna, for having me on the show. I just have to say that Gold Digger Podcast has always been my go-to since it began. And I think one of the reasons is because you raise the bar, yet you really connect in a relatable way. And I think that that helps keep intimidation from becoming a barrier to success. So I really appreciate that. Oh, I'm so excited. This is going to be so much fun. And I just am really pumped to dive into Instagram with you. So tell me about you because I stalked you like crazy, obviously. (laughs) Well, now I'm flattered, but it's okay. So um, my name is Jamie Fenwick. I'm the founder of a business called Bringing Inspiration Home and I'm based just outside of San Francisco. And I offer women opportunities to tap into their creativity through walking retreats, online photography workshops, as well as an online shop featuring fine from my travels, but I'm not actually from the Bay Area. I am Canadian born and raised and come from a family filled with adventurers and entrepreneurs. So when I decided to pursue a photography degree in order to travel the world and tell people stories, that didn't really seem too far beyond the scope of normal for me. But I actually wound up shooting weddings for a lot of friends. And that turned into a business which funded my travels. And through that, I met my husband. He was actually playing the bagpipes for a wedding of a mutual friend. <laughs> and um, yeah, amazing. he was in full kilt and like the whole getup. It was it was pretty awesome. So I guess fast forward a couple years from that, we got married, we moved just outside of San Francisco. And as I was picking my business back up from relocating, I really got caught struggling with trying to to keep up and to hustle. And I totally believe that hustle is necessary. There are seasons for it, but really driving yourself into the ground, it's just not sustainable. And I, I took pride in being able to like multitask like a maniac. And I had a couple instances over the course of my kind of 10 years shooting weddings where I was forced to slow down in a big way. And that really changed my outlook. Probably one of the biggest was I was actually in 2012. I was doing a around the world backpacking trip with my husband. This was just before we had kids. And we were on a two day camel trek through the desert in the Middle East. And the camel threw me off and I wound up fracturing my pelvis. And I spent five weeks on bed rest, two of those weeks in a very bare bones hospital in the Middle East. And I was forced to do nothing. And for someone like me, that was really difficult. And yet I still, when I came back and then we, you know, started life having babies, I wound up on bed rest again during my first pregnancy. I, with my second, I was also running a a wedding blog at the time. And I, I remember a few days after she was born, I was sitting in bed trying to keep up with my blog and my business. And I was feeling guilty for not taking time to slow down and rest. Like I was a mom with new babies. And finally, at the end of that, that first year with my second, I realized that I was physically burnt out, creatively spent. And I felt like a both a mediocre mom and a mediocre businesswoman. And I was like, enough. 
So I took a creative sabbatical that year and we knew we wanted probably at least one more kid. And I knew that like I could not sustain another pregnancy if I didn't have a break from my body and my brain. And I knew I couldn't sustain my business. So I went on this walking trip throughout England through the the Cotswolds. And have you seen the movie The Holiday? Yes, I love that movie. So it's as tranquil as it looks. It was unreal. Jenna, it was life-changing. I walked for eight days and there was no pressing agenda. I wasn't staring at a screen. I had no, no children or anyone needing me. And I returned from that experience totally restored and and changed the creative juices that had just dried up after 10 years in the industry were back and i knew that i wanted to support the creative growth of other women busy moms entrepreneurs creatives dreaming up ideas but wondering where to get their inspiration and so that's where bringing inspiration home was birthed. Um, We had a third child, but this time around when my little boy was born, I, I just held the balance of work life and home life with so much more grace and gratitude and was willing to give myself the time to slow down when I needed it or rest when I needed it. And it has just been, it's been an amazing journey, but it's definitely not been without its real like challenges to force me to slow down. And I realized that in doing so that when that there is a different kind of energy that comes from ideas that are born out of desperation versus ideas that come from inspiration. So when I was in England, I was truly inspired. I, the ideas that were coming after that and that still flow as a result of a trip two years ago, it just was night and day difference. That's so cool. I There are so many things about your story. It's so interesting. I was on a call with 10 entrepreneurs yesterday, all women, and I was coaching them. And we were just talking about this like burnout mentality and this mm-hmm. hustle mentality. And, and I agree, there are seasons and times and places where you are the only thing pushing your idea forward. But the idea that hustle is sustainable is just not a real thing. Um, and sometimes you, it takes life kind of knocking you to your (laughs) knees to realize like, I've got to change the way things are built. So thank you so much for sharing and giving that context as we dive into some Instagram questions. I'm excited. I love Instagram. Me too. Okay. So kick this off with some of your questions and we'll kind of just let the conversation guide us as we work our way through. Sounds good. Okay. So one of the things that I noticed about your feeds and all and your activity on Instagram platform specifically was that you hadn't engaged yet too much with Instagram TV. And I was thinking, okay, wait, Jenna is really intentional about everything she does. She is well researched. She knows her stuff. She loves stats. I'm like, what is it about Instagram TV that hasn't like caught her yet? And I started using it because I was like, okay, I've got to get out there, use video. But I was curious, well, what's Jenna's like, you know, kind of idea behind not using it right now? 
Okay, so <laughs> first things first, there's zero strategy in my answer in this. And I think what's so cool is at first when I saw your questions, I was like, I can't have Jamie on the show because I don't even like know all of these things. But it just goes to show that the people that are mentoring and teaching and stuff like we are all on the same learning curve. And so for me, and I've shared this before, but video is always something that I've wanted to get better at, but it's not necessarily my strength. Like when I'm on video, and I'm ready for it. I'm great. But I don't like truthfully, I'm coming at you live from my closet in a stained sweatshirt and biking shorts. And I don't love getting camera ready. And I think I just have to get more comfortable with just showing up as I am. There were seasons where I was so good at that. I roll out of bed and do Instagram stories. And I think as my business and my audience grew, I started to feel more of a pressure to show up more polished and professional as an expert. And so it's something that I honestly have to let go of in terms of confidence. But I also always teach people like it's so important to leverage the platforms and the mediums that make the most sense for you and your brand. And so I know that IGTV would be super beneficial to my business. And I'm kind of putting it at the forefront of my goals for 2020. But at the same point right now, it's just not something that feels easy or exciting to me. And one of the things that I've been teaching, I had a group of a thousand entrepreneurs that took the knowledge business blueprint earlier this year with me and I led them through it. And and I realized that like so many of us were so busy and we're multi-passionate and we have all of these ideas and we usually get into this place where we pretend like we're planning, but really we're procrastinating. And so my biggest advice for people, especially when you're starting or scaling your business is to go after the things that are exciting and easy to you because anything that's hard, you're going to have those hiccups and those excuses as to why you're not pushing forward. So I am full of excuses for it. But in reality, right now, it's not exciting nor easy for me. And so I'm kind of giving myself grace on that. But we did do a lot of research on IGTV so yes, I can still be somewhat of an expert. Um, social media examiner, I'm a huge fan of Michael Stelzner. I was on their podcast a few years ago, but they released some new research about IGTV and some insight about what kind of businesses could actually benefit from it. And what they found is that if your business has some sort of element that's visually appealing, so food, jewelry, photography, fitness, equipment, classes, clothing, that kind of stuff, IGTV is crushing it for companies companies that have striking visuals. And you know, what's so interesting is that if your audience is mostly under 40, then they're way more likely to watch your long form videos. So it'd be interesting to look at your demographics because I know that you use IGTV. And actually, I found your videos super compelling and super Thank interesting. You. Yeah, it was so fun. And that's why I was like, oh, shoot, she's going to ask me about something. She's totally better at this than I am. But it's been super interesting because I think IG and the whole kind of vision moving forward is that they're really focusing on video. And this shouldn't be a surprise to any of us because they're following in Facebook's footsteps. And so what they did earlier this year is, and people have probably noticed this, is that the IGTV videos now pop up as our audience is scrolling, whereas before you would have to choose to separately share it as a part of your feed. And so when the preview is over, we see that little button that says watch more. And since they release that feature, full video views have increased by 300%. So that's kind of huge. And so the other thing that I think is super important about IGTV 
especially for people like you, Jamie, if you don't have 10,000 followers and you don't have access to the swipe up feature in your stories, you're able to make a video description that's clickable. So you can link your viewers direct to your site, to affiliate links or to anything else. And so that can actually be a huge way to connect people and have longer results than Instagram stories. Because obviously the swipe up feature is amazing. But I always tell people to not switch over to a business account just to get that feature. I just don't think that that feature alone is worth it. The only reason why I have that feature in the first place is because I'm a verified account. So I am still categorized as a personal account. But I just think IGTV, it's so cool that now you can do clickable descriptions, which is an amazing way to invite your audience off of the platform. This was just something I was thinking of as you were talking about that. You know how now with IGTV, you can have it displayed in your grid. And part of me is I'm conflicted because I'm like, oh, this messes up my grid Mm -hmm. and the look of my grid. But, you know, I've been getting a lot more views now that people who are scrolling through, they're seeing that. Is that something that you would encourage even if it like messes up? Yes. Quote unquote, the aesthetic. Yes. So you can actually change the cover image of your IGTV post in your feed. So like my friend, Rachel Hollis, she's a great example of this. If you go into her feed, you'll see a ton of her posts have the little IGTV symbol up in the upper right hand corner. But her feed actually still looks really beautiful because you can assign a photo as the cover photo. So I believe, and I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure that you can either use a part of the clip of the video that you're uploading, or you can actually import in a totally separate photo and use that as the cover image for your IGTV. So that is the method that I would recommend is importing a photo that still looks beautiful and cohesive from a grid standpoint, but it actually starts playing your IGTV video from the get-go. Does that make sense? Yes, I love it. So one of the things that I've been noticing, especially when it comes to IGTV, because in preparation for this coaching session, I wanted to watch my own practices in like how I as a consumer was engaging with IGTV. And one of the things that I realized is that I'm oftentimes scrolling with my sound off. And so I'm either nursing the baby or, you know, we're like, I just woke up in the morning, my sound's turned off. And so one of my biggest tips, and this is proven, I'm not the one who created this, we researched this. But if you add captions to your IGTV videos, it totally increases the length of time somebody stays on the video and the amount of people that actually engage with it. And so there are different apps that you can use that can actually do all the closed captioning for you. So you don't have to type and transcribe everything manually. But it's a really interesting thing. And it's something that we want to play around with, with the podcast and things like that, because I find myself reading the captions or reading the visuals on a movie first. And then if it's interesting enough, then I'll turn my sound on. Have you found that with yourself too? Yeah, absolutely. And I've noticed an uptick in my views, even on Instagram stories, if it's a video, if I put little captions beneath. Yes, yes. And that's huge. And that's a really good point, Jamie, because I noticed that too, like a lot of times I'll watch some of my friends' Instagram stories. And if it's like a series of them talking, if I don't have my sound off and they don't have some sort of synopsis or roundup or caption, I just swipe to the next person because I don't know what they're talking about, you know? So 
I think it's so worth spending a few seconds, even to just kind of do a headline of what the topic is or what you're talking about. And sometimes too, you can play around with it. Back in the day, I had this really funny video ad for Facebook ads and it was me and I was like mimicking like, is your sound on and like pointing to my ear? Um, it was it's so embarrassing. I should find it just to play it for you guys. You. would die. Um, but just kind of getting people's attention before they realize like, oh, wait, I need to turn my sound on. So there's a lot of different strategies you can use there. But if you can somehow beautifully add captions or make it in like a non-distracted acting way, I would highly recommend it because it could be huge. Obviously, if you're doing like a 10 minute video, it's probably not going to be possible. But even for the first minute or so, it could be super helpful with people viewing it. Absolutely. So, okay, when you're, let's say you were going to incorporate IGTV um, into your social media calendar, planning out video, IG or Instagram live, your Instagram feed and stories. It all seems a bit much. That's yeah. not including Facebook or right. any, <laughs> anything else. How, I mean, just putting my social media t- calendar together for my feed is, is a big enough deal that sometimes I feel totally overwhelmed with how am I supposed to take all of this and put this all into a calendar. I would love to know how you organize this. <laughs> you guys, I have to just be so honest with this right now. And I just, <laughs> if anything, I just hope that it inspires you guys to know that I don't always have my ish together. So there are two different methods and I recommend the planning method. However, this season of life that I'm in looks a heck of a lot more like winging it. And I think that that's okay. You know, like it's just so funny to me because I have found myself in seasons that people had described to me before and I just didn't fully get it. Like I was like, well, how do you not just have an hour to sit down and plan out your grid for the week or things like that? And when I do have that time, of course I do that. But I was laughing last night as I was like typing up a caption and the baby was going going to bed and I was ordering takeout sushi and like, you know, all these things where it's like, no, this is just real life unfolding. But when I look at overall social media, so I want to share one of the reasons why I am not a huge fan of Instagram lives. So I have used them during different times of my business. And most often when I use them, I'm actually just putting on my makeup in the morning and talking while I do it. Not a makeup tutorial. It's just the only time of day where I have a few minutes to just conversate with people. But I don't necessarily love IG Live because it expires after 24 hours. And so if you are contemplating between IG Live and Facebook Live, I would 100% go to Facebook Live because it lives on. And so... My team and I have just kind of done a lot of analysis this year because I am only working part time. And so it's like, where is my time and energy best spent? And if it was in a live format, it would 100% be Facebook Live. One, because it lives on. But also, if you're using any of that content for ads, you can actually retarget things like people who view your Facebook Live. Um, You can create and boost that post with Facebook Live, which you cannot do with IG Live. So just to note there. I love Instagram stories these days. And I still live up to my philosophy of inviting people into just one minute of every day. And so that's how I challenge myself there. And I've been trying to get a little bit better because I kind of got caught up mentally in trying to be like pulled together and only showing up when I'd makeup on and, you know, doing these like talking to camera things. And I'm like, no, people just want to see my life. And so 
I think that as entrepreneurs, we kind of have to pull this really interesting balance, especially as brands like you, Jamie, you do such a good job of this, but of inviting people into our lives so that they can come alongside of us and celebrate with us and feel connected to us while also maintaining some sort of professionalism. And so it's kind of this like fine balance. Do you feel that too? Oh, all the time. Because (laughs) it's like with three kids, it's not easy to be like, I'm going to get all done up for this. And no. Yes. Yes. And yeah, and it's, it's such a beautiful, like Instagram stories are my jam when we're talking about all the different places we can post, just because I love like reading my DMs and connecting with people. Like I saw your Instagram stories today and I just, I could visualize you and imagine our conversation. And like, that's a way that I feel really connected with people. And I love Instagram stories because again, you can save them. And so that's the other thing. But when it comes to figuring out the content, and content overwhelm, what I think is that we have to go back to what I said at the beginning and like what is easy for you and exciting for you because those are the places where you're really going to shine. And so for a busy mom of three who's running literally like three companies like you are, maybe you're just focusing in on one platform and you're focusing in on doing it really well. And we've been trying to figure out with my team, and I feel like I'm going to be sharing a lot about this as the months unfold and as we start to figure out a system, the balance between posting in the now and being really like organic and authentic with it, while also still having some sort of strategy and some sort of planning. So if you look at our Gold Digger podcast feed, for example, Kylie, who manages the podcast, helps me run that. And so we actually batch our content and we plan one month at a time, which is overwhelming and it takes almost an entire day and we're laying out the grid and we're figuring out the captions and we're making sure we know what's linking to what and what call to actions we want to use. And it takes a long time, but then I can kind of forget about it for a little while and know that it's in good hands. But I just think that as entrepreneurs, our plates are already really full. And I would hate that social media would become such a focus that you're focused on looking like a business that it takes you away from actually being a business, which means getting out there and actually making money. And so this thought is kind of front of mind for me right now after our coaching call yesterday when I had the 10 entrepreneurs, because one girl was talking about how she's waiting to build her website and her social media and she's trying to get traction and all these things. And I was like, but are you actually doing the thing that's making you the money? Because the website's going to make you look like a business, but you can't necessarily draw a line in the sand and say, because of this, I made this profit right now. But what about if you go out and you actually do the work and gain the experience? Okay, Jamie, I'm super curious to hear what you're thinking as I'm rambling and saying all of these things. So a couple of things. One was actually, this is kind of an idea that I had as a bit of a workaround because the Facebook lives don't stay for more than 24 hours. I actually, if I do an under 10 minute video on Facebook live, I can upload that or sorry, Instagram live. I can upload that to IGTV. So I've been kind of using that as a little bit of a workaround. And also just as a busy mom, I don't have as much time to blog as I would like to. So sometimes I've been using IGTV as that's my blog platform. You're talking about doing things in a way that's easy. I just, I mean... I think, okay, which is quicker, sit down and write a whole blog post 
or do my hair and makeup quickly and have a few points, bullet points on a card and then do my IGTV. <laughs> I love that. So are you just downloading the video after you do it, if it's mm-hmm. under 10 minutes, and then just uploading it right away to yes. IGTV? Amazing. One thing that I'm curious about with that method then is do you have to be careful not to like acknowledge people that are watching your Instagram live? Because I feel like it could be weird if you were like, hey, Susie in Toronto. No, Sally, I'm not doing that. Like, or does that not matter? You know what? Oftentimes I will, it's probably come up once or twice, but sometimes I'll just press the little wave button so that they see me acknowledge, but I will. (laughs) So cute. But I will try and do it when I know that most people aren't going to be on or if it's just a weird time of day or something and, and it works out. (laughs) But yeah, I would have to be careful with that with more viewers, et cetera. I would have to watch that. It's so smart. I want to take a minute to thank Grammarly for supporting Gold Digger. Grammarly is a writing assistant that makes you look and sound smarter. And we absolutely love it here on Team Jenna Kutcher. We've been blogging for years now, and it's easy to get in the zone of writing and make little grammatical errors here or there. Or we might read back a paragraph we just wrote and realize how it could be said much better. Grammarly coaches us along to make sure we're not only using correct spelling and grammar, but since we use Grammarly Premium, it's also checking for advanced punctuation, structure, and style within the context of whatever it is we're writing. It suggests alternate vocabulary, and it even edits for conciseness and readability depending on the occasion. Writing a business proposal or an essay is different than a casual blog post or an Instagram caption, so Grammarly makes suggestions that make the most sense. Don't let the online grammar police get you. Have Grammarly catch it first. Head to Grammarly.com slash Gold Digger to get 20% off your Grammarly premium account today. That's Grammarly.com slash Gold Digger for 20% off your Grammarly premium account. It's almost time for the FabFitFun Winter Box. It's on pre-sale right now, and if it's anything like the Fall Box, you're going to want to get on the list too. FabFitFun is a women's lifestyle subscription box filled with full-size, premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and tech products sent straight to your doorstep each season. It's like browsing the aisles of your favorite beauty shop, except they're doing the browsing for you, picking perfectly curated items, packaging them up in a super cute box, and surprising you with a delivery four times a year. Honestly, sometimes I get caught up in the day-to-day in mom life that I forget that my FabFitFun box is on the way. Then one day, there it is, on my doorstop like a special gift from past Jenna to present Jenna. It's a great treat-yourself moment. You know it, and you know it would make a really great gift too. You'll always get a box filled with items worth over $200, but you're only paying $49.99. And with the code Gold Digger, you'll get $10 off. So that's over $200 in beauty, lifestyle, home, and tech products for $39.99. Are you kidding me? Last season, I received some Aveda hair products under eye masks from Wander Beauty. I got the stainless steel water bottle from Swell. So many cool things that I'd probably toss into my cart wandering the aisles of a department store. But who has time to wander these days anyway? Let FabFitFun send you a box of goodies that you're gonna love. Use the coupon code GOLDDIGGER for $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com. That's coupon code GOLDDIGGER for $10 off your first box at fabfitfun.com.
So one thing that I'm curious about, and especially when we talk about like the overwhelm, because I know that you've Mm -hmm. taken multiple courses and there's so much education out there, which is so beautiful. But does video like inspire you? Like, are you excited to be on video or does it feel like a stretch for you? I would say a bit of both. I'm excited to be on video because I feel like it's a really easy way to connect in an authentic way with my audience because I'm going to falter. I'm not perfectly presenting everything. It is not refined. And so, and they can also hear the tone, right? And and see my facial expressions. And I mean, currently I'm using my hands to talk. So if you were seeing me on video, you're going to see so much more. And I feel like I convey things well in person. And I just show a lot of emotion and I'm fairly expressive. So that can come across really well. It is daunting when I think about, okay, like how professional does everybody want to see me? And so I try and strike a balance. And like you said, for Instagram stories, I try and stay a little like lighter and it's just kind of like, Hey, this is what's going on today or in my business. And IGTV or Instagram live is a little more on the professional side, but I also... I would love more opportunities to connect with women in person. And so I feel like video is a really good, it's a good way to practice. It's a good way to practice for speaking or for just chatting with people in person and kind of getting some of those jitters out. Yeah, I love that so much. Okay, what is your next question? So as far as if you were to host a live stream on Instagram or Facebook, what are your tips for, for hosting? I know I'm not totally tapping into the full potential and I'd love to know more. Like, do you plan in advance and let people know, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm hosting a live stream on this day and how many days in advance, or is it good to be consistent with your planning? Like, Oh, every Tuesday morning at this time, I host a live stream. So I'd love to know your tips for, for utilizing that. So there's a few different methods that work really well, but I think it's super important to get that energy off the bat. And the best way to do that is through announcing when you're going live. So when people see a ton of engagement, it gives the algorithm the chance to really push you out into so many more feeds. And so a few ways that we've done this is we use our email list and we'll post links in the email list, say, hey, I'm going live at X amount of time. Mm -hmm. The other beautiful thing about that is that it'll drive more people to go over and like and follow your page. So it's a really cool way to serve your audience in a new medium. Um, another cool feature that I recently utilized with my friend Amy Porterfield was that if you use Zoom, you can both be on and do kind of an interview style that pushes yeah. out into Facebook Live. And so if you are trying to teach something or you want to introduce your audience to someone, it's a really, really cool way to do that. And what I found the best is doing Facebook Facebook Live and then doing a screen recording of that Facebook Live, putting it into your Instagram stories and getting people to jump over to Facebook to watch the video. Just because if people catch it, then that's 24 hours later, they can still watch it, which I think is super awesome. Right. Um, we also use messenger bots. 
And that is essentially if you've ever signed up for somebody's email list or anything like that, and you've gotten little notifications in your Facebook Messenger, like, hey, we're going live, or hey, there's a new episode out there, or things like that. We've used those. And that's a really cool way to drive traffic over to wherever you're doing that. I think Messenger bots are kind of on their way out. There's just a lot of stipulations on how you can use them and how you can market through them. Um, But it's been an interesting medium for sure. And then the other thing is, is if your lifestyle doesn't necessarily allow you to announce that you're going live somewhere like my lifestyle right now, where I was like, Jamie, I'm going to be five minutes late. I've got to nurse the baby. She's fighting a nap. Like that's my life these days. Then I think just showing up is better than waiting for everything to be perfect and ready and polished. So there's so many different ways you can do it. But I would say that if you're doing any big launch or promotion, having that announcement and getting people to jump on and then also inviting that engagement right away. So whether you're asking people to say where they're coming in from or what they're excited about or to post an emoji describing their mood, like getting people to start engaging right away from the beginning is going to be the best thing that you can do for your platform. Right. Okay. Well, and kind of piggybacking on that, when you're getting ready to launch a workshop, and you are an amazing launcher. I like, I never get annoyed with the amount of emails I'm getting from you, or I never get, you know, it's, it's always timed so perfectly. And I'm really curious when you're getting ready to launch, how often would you suggest posting and kind of balancing like your everyday posts or other posts about your business with posts about your launch, like how to balance all of those. So we're in a launch right now, which is amazing because most people don't know that. And that's actually intentional because like you said... We have learned, yeah, we have learned so much about respecting people mm-hmm. and where they're at in their life and business. And so now that my business is so complex, we're very segmented intentionally to just make sure that we're getting the right offers in front of the right people without repelling. But when you're not as complex, I do have some huge advice. And this is the what our method is that you can apply to your own business. So based on how you launch is do you usually do I know you have like your live training tomorrow? Do you usually do like webinars, Facebook lives? Like what is your kind of platform look like for launching? Usually Instagram live or Instagram has been my main platform so far, but Uh I've just been learning a lot more. I'm doing Amy Porterfield's course right now. And I I love her. And I heard about her through you, through you, like, Uh and all of your podcasts with her and and everything. And it really, I mean, it was a perfect drip. (laughs) Yeah. So how we usually approach launching is the biggest focus is actually in Instagram stories, which might surprise people. And so I like to start leading up about the week before, because what we found is actually the closer that you get to the actual launch, the more likely people are to take action. And so usually the week before we go live with a training or something like that, that's when I'll first share about it. And it's only in Instagram stories. And then as we get closer to the actual actual things. So tomorrow I'm starting webinars. So tonight I'm actually going to post an in-feed post because we found that a lot of people are logical, whether it's a logical buyer or a logical action taker. And so people will take the most action closest to the date if you have an ask that requires time from them. So today I'll actually be posting about tomorrow's training inside of my feed. 
And then as we get closer to the offer ending, so for us, that's cart closing on a different program or a course, that's when I'll get heavy hitting with things like Instagram Live or Facebook Live because it's used to answer questions. And I found that if you actually reverse it, it hurts you because you're sharing so much information that people can't keep up with it and they don't know the order of importance. So Instagram Stories we use to get people to sign up for the training. Instagram feed we use to have more of a prominent post and a closer ask to the actual event. And then towards the end, we utilize Instagram Live and Facebook Live to get people off the fence and to answer any of those last minute questions. Jenna, that's genius. It really (laughs) breaks it down and makes it seem far less overwhelming than it is. So I really appreciate that because you've always got strategy. And I really wanted to know what's your strategy for launching using media. Yeah, it's so funny too, because a lot of times people are quiet and apologetic about their launches. And have you ever kind of noticed that where it's like people are almost burying the information at the bottom of a post or they feel apologetic that they're asking people to take action with them. But what I found is that like, only 3.5% of your audience is likely even seeing your posts. And so you want to almost say it till you're blue in the face, but with enthusiasm and energy, because you're excited about it. And so For me, Instagram stories are so fun and it's such an easy way to just talk about and loop it into your life and to share about what you're doing. And I think a lot of times, especially when we're earlier in our entrepreneurial journey, we forget that people just want to be invited on the journey. So when you're sharing about something you're excited about, like Jamie, when I watched you talk about your training tomorrow, I was like, I don't even need what she's teaching, but I want to be a part of it because she's excited about it. And I just feel like enthusiasm is contagious. So don't ever feel apologetic about sharing some sort of invitation because the people that it's created for, they're going to know it and they're going to take action. And hopefully the other people are just straight up inspired by your enthusiasm. That's perfect. I love that. I I do love to sell when it's something I'm passionate about because it's, it's something I wholeheartedly believe in. And I love watching you sell because it's something you believe in and it's really inspiring and, and very contagious. So yeah, I really appreciate Mm, that. Thank you. So Jenna, what is your main advice for converting people who double tap your photos and watch your IG stories to actual paying customers? I'd love to know your thoughts on that. Yeah. So one of the things that I've learned is that a lot of times when we go into selling mode or when we think about converting and engagement and all these things, we try to think about converting 100% of people, right? Like we are looking at that number under our name and we're just imagining how can I convert all of these people? But what I've actually found is that the more specific you can get, the more likely you are to actually convert. And let me explain that. So my whole audience isn't photographers. In fact, a very small percentage of my audience is photographers, but I've created resources and tools and things like that for photographers in general. And so when I can be super specific in the way that I'm showing up and posting to make people know exactly who this offer is for, instead of making people feel like I'm being wishy-washy or not entirely clear, it's very evident for people to say, oh my gosh, this is for me. She's like talking to me, get out of my head, or for people to just scroll on past and go to the next one. And so one of the things that I hate about the direction that Instagram is going is that there's such a focus on engagement, which engagement is really important, but it's not necessarily about the overall engagement of your posts or things like that. It's about engaging with the right people, the people that are going to take action. And so one of the lessons that I've been taking home a lot this year 
is like, I can post a photo of Conley and it crushes it. But guess what? It's not actually paying any bills and it's not moving us anywhere closer to our dream business, right? right? And there is content that is just created to connect. And so that's why that's beautiful. But when it comes to me sharing about my business, those are usually my lowest engaged posts, but those are the posts that are actually moving the needle. And so I don't want people to get so caught up in being like, people only like pictures of my dog or people only like pictures of my mac and cheese. And they stop posting posting about their business because it's so much more important to have a less engaged photo that is causing people to take action than to just try to beat the algorithm day in and day out. So I think that the more specific you can get to and the more that you can angle your copy or the way you're showing up to make people actually feel seen, heard, and understood, then the better off you're going to be as an entrepreneur. And so don't look at engagement as the end-all be-all. Look at it as a very specific way that you are either intentionally connecting with people or intentionally converting with people. Oh, Jenna, that is so good. I don't even have a great response for that. I'm just (laughs) sitting here staring out the window being like, oh my goodness, that, yep, that nailed it. (laughs) Well, and it's funny because if you actually do look at my feed, you'll notice that my posts that do the quote worst Mm -hmm. are my business posts. Yet those are the ones that are fueling this multi-million dollar business. So you got to take each with a grain of salt and just not let like one number or one rule be the thing that like keeps you from sharing what you're actually working on. Absolutely. Oh, that's going to stick with me for a while. Thank you. Yes. So what is one thing that you believe that all creative entrepreneurs, you know, need you touch base with so many creatives and entrepreneurs. I would love to know what's something that you feel like there's a common denominator across the board that they all need. I would just say that the biggest need that people have right now and that they need to take action on is inviting people into what they're working on. And so I talk a lot about it in terms of breadcrumbs. And so you actually do a really good job of this. So I just want you to know that. But you invite people in to kind of know like what you're working on and what you're excited about. And you're leaving these breadcrumbs so that at the time when you're about to release or launch something, it's not like this brand new concept where people are like, wait, she's doing what? And so you are killing it in that area. But what I find is that a lot of people are working behind the scenes silently They're not inviting people into the journey. They're not sharing the things they're learning. They're not talking about the courses they're taking or the programs they're making or the products that they're developing. And so all of a sudden they go to launch and it's like crickets, right? Right. Like, have you ever seen like an old friend who all of a sudden they're like in this brand new business and they're talking about it and you're like, I didn't even know they were passionate about this. Like where, where did this come from? And we need to start realizing that social media is really this invitation for people to follow along in your journey and your life and to share those behind the scenes so that when it comes time to launch something, it makes sense. People are educated. They've imagined themselves as a customer, a client of yours. They know how excited and passionate you are. They know what sets you apart, what makes makes you different. And so it really is just this like synergy. And it's so funny to me because do you look at those like Facebook memories, those on this day posts and stuff? Yes. Especially when posts that my kids come up. 
Yeah. So I have been dying lately because Facebook will show me these posts that are from eight, nine years ago where it's like photos by Jenna Lee, which was my company at the time, is only accepting three more weddings for next year. Can't believe my calendar's full or like just booked Jamie and Josh's wedding at the Milwaukee Art Museum. And I did unintentionally, I didn't know it at the time, but I did such an incredible job at inviting people into this journey and getting them excited about what I was excited about and almost like gently nudging them and reminding them like, I am a wedding photographer. I shoot weddings. If you know somebody that's getting married, I could be the wedding photographer for them. And so it's such a reminder for me nowadays to continue to celebrate and invite and share so that the next time I have something to launch, people already know like, oh, duh, that's so cool that she made that. That makes sense. And so I just want to encourage you even in your preparation for this episode, like you were inviting people in on the journey and helping them to know so that by the time this episode airs, your crew is like rallying and they're excited and they're all behind you. And that is the number one marketing tip I could offer today. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to see in 10 years when your memories come up. I'm really (laughs) curious where you'll be at in 10 years looking back and being like, huh, funny that. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Isn't it funny? (laughs) Yeah. And it's such a reminder of like celebrating every season. I think that, you know, at the very beginning, we just are so excited and we're passionate. We can't believe we're getting paid to do these things. And somewhere along the way, you start to lose that and you, you know, things just become normal and everything is bigger and more and better. And it's like, no, Jenna, you were celebrating 300 fans on Facebook. Like you had won the lottery. And it's like, yeah, we got to go back to that. Like we got to get back to that, which is so exciting for sure awesome so jamie tell me about where we can connect with you find you like get all of the things that you're working on because you're working on some really cool stuff right now Thanks. Yeah, it's really exciting. You can find me on my website at bringinginspirationhome.com. And you can also find me with that same handle, Bringing Inspiration Home, in Instagram and on Facebook. And I'm really excited because I've got walking trips and retreats yes. planned and online courses. And I'm just really excited to connect with so many women out there who are wanting to tap into their creative gifts. Oh, I love that. Just hearing about where you were, I'm like closing my eyes and imagining the holiday right now. And I can oh. only imagine how picturesque oh, Jenna, that was. You should come. You I should know. grab a, you should grab a few girlfriends and come oh, join us. It would be I amazing. Know. It just sounds so, so lovely. Jamie, thank you so much for being a student of mine and for supporting the business. And thank you for just coming on and answering questions. I mean, asking questions and answering questions, because let's be honest, guys, you got to go check it out. Jamie is using IGTV. She's like five (laughs) steps ahead of me. Let's be honest. Thank you so much, Jenna. Well, gold diggers, that's another coaching episode all summed up for you. And hey, if you want to be coached live on the air, you should probably join our Facebook group. All you have to do is go to golddiggerpodcast.com and you're going to see all the places where you can subscribe, leave a review and hey, join our private community on Facebook. And also, if you know anyone that you want to be on the show, there's a really cool form and a place for you to submit yourself or someone you love to become a guest on this show. This show wouldn't be possible without you. And so I hope that today I answered some of your biggest questions. I can't wait to tackle our next topic for another coaching conversation. 
And by the way, these topics are all chosen by you guys. So make sure you're commenting and engaging with our Instagram stories and inside of our Facebook group so that we can hear what you need and make sure that every time I hit record, it's showing up and serving you where you need the most help. Until next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.